Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to there she is. <laughs> Rockhound Talk Live. <laughs> I am your host, Amber Nicole, and this is my co-host, Ben Korn. And welcome. Tonight, we're going to have um, Chase Anderson, the Agitude, joining us. So super excited for his amazing energy and to learn from him as well. So welcome, everyone. How have you been, Ben? I have been crazy busy. <laughs> um, I got back from New Jersey from my trip last week and was hoping to have some time to clean some rocks. And then I decided, you know what, I, I should go out and look for some agates. And I actually had probably the best day ever looking for agates last Thursday. I it seen. was just crazy, crazy good. And then I figure, okay, I'll have some time this week. And then work was like, nope, you're going up to Lake Superior. So <laughs> had to drive three hours late last night, got in super late, and then got told literally about uh, just over four and a half hours, hours ago. Yeah. yeah. I got told, hey, uh, we need you back down in the city. So I packed up all my podcast stuff, all my suitcases, drove three hours to get down here, threw everything out of the suitcase to get this ready. And had some microphone problems, but we're here and it's Yay. working. So yeah, you're here. Yeah. That's all it counts, even though it was super flustered moment there. Um, yeah. Did you did you get to look for anything while you were up there today? So I did. Um, the project I was working on it. It's for uh, Department of Transportation, so some stuff on the side of the road, and they had used a bunch of riprap for some stream work, uh, culverts, all sorts of stuff, ditches. And so I started looking around the riprap and noticed that a couple pieces had um, calcite in them. And I was able to grab a few pieces, some really nice calcite. Um, I didn't have a chance until I literally threw them on the ground and I was pulling stuff out of my suitcase and went, let me, let me check real quick. And so I grabbed my flashlight, yeah. my long wave, and I hit it and I was like, yep, they fluoresce. So Nice. Was it, was it red? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's and it's interesting cuz some of the calcite fluoresces and some of it doesn't mm -hmm. like in the same crystals. So mm -hmm. um I I've got to look into it um a little bit more, but yeah, and then I also walked along the the lake shore a little bit and got a handful of agates too. Nice. So it it's great. I was happy to finally be in a spot I could do some rock hounding while I'm watching. I literally was watching just them dump dirt into trucks and count the number of trucks. So it's nice to have something else to do. Yeah, I'm hoping to head out to Iowa this weekend to grab some geodes out there. I didn't get a chance to check on my way back when we were driving back from Nevada. So I'm hoping to do that this weekend. So that's my goal. If not, my my second, I shouldn't say it's like second choice, but because it's so close, I might go out to Lake Erie to hunt some, you know, some satellite. But I'm, I'm hoping I can do some geodes this weekend. That's kind of my goal. So, because it's like yeah, after so, you go like a couple of weeks, I just like, I feel like I'm like fiending. <laughs> like, I know. I need, I mean, I already broke the seal when I headed out west from the winter. So now I'm just like, once you get that first time out, it's like you can't go very long and then you're like itching. So, <laughs> yeah. So, is that you're talking about the Keokuk area yes. then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really, cool i know there's certain parts i've only been to a couple of the places but i know like some of them um i mean they're world famous and you can yeah. find all sorts of stuff it's it's interesting i think the the ones further south towards missouri 
you can even find like water and petroleum in the geodes, which is Oh, that's crazy. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, really I, cool. I didn't find any of that stuff. And it is like some of it too does fluoresce. You'll find calcite and different minerals in those too. So yeah yeah, that, yeah that'll so. be that'll be really fun and hopefully yeah. the weather's good too yeah i'm I'm hoping i mean i looked at it but you know it changes every day so <laughs> yeah so that's kind of my my goal for this weekend has there been any news in the last couple of weeks on anything in the geology world that you know of oh gosh i'm trying to think i've been so busy with work and stuff it's been just so crazy with that stuff i'm trying to think um if i've heard of anything going on um yeah i can't think of anything yeah i can't either that's like big news or yeah i, I mean haven't... it's it's also kind of a good thing because usually when there's like big news it's like you know earthquakes or yes you know something, volcano eruptions something traumatic or, yeah. yeah 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 so yeah no Sleeps. i can't think of anything um yeah I, I haven't even you know i haven't even heard of like you know any big like discoveries yeah. or you know Me anything kind of crazy like that um yeah, I, I see someone commented on my shirt. This is a shirt from, from Ursa Minor Brewing. It says, I like to, to party. party. And by party, I mean, I mean look, look for agates. How cool is that? That's from a, from a bar? It's from a brewery. So Ursa Minor, which we're not sponsored by them at all. I, I hope they do sometime. But they've got this wonderful beer called Agate Hunter. That sounds fun. So it's a uh, it's a very very tasty beer. That um, last time I was there, I, I talked to them, and they're actually going to start making it year round. So um, it's really nice. They do a release party usually in the summer sometime in conjunction with a uh, agate show um, in Duluth. So okay, um, you'll have to let me know when that is. I that would be fun to go to. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, there's so many agate things going on coming up here too so um yeah i'm really hoping that my computer cooperates right now it's freezing <laughs> uh -oh. it okay. doesn't it doesn't like that i tossed it in a suitcase and drove it three hours and ripped it out and said let's go it's listen time to work if there are people who watched my first season and are watching now like listen <laughs> freezing is totally okay because the first season the technology was trash <laughs> so <laughs> So it looks like it looks like we got an answer. It's the uh, the third annual Gitchigumi Agate Fest with Ursa Minor is on August 11th and 12th. Nice, thank you, Amanda, for that information. Perfect. I think I definitely need to put that on my calendar for sure. Like I want one of those T-shirts. I want one of those beers. Yeah, we've we've got another question about the Moose Lake Agate Show. I know that is in July. It's usually the second weekend of July. I've got it in one second it is july 15th um i know it's that saturday july 15th i can't remember i think it's two days um i know they've got the big agate stampede is that saturday um so if you haven't heard of what the agate stampede is they shut down about a couple blocks of main street and they fill a dump truck with gravel they put agates into it besides what's naturally there and some coins and things and then they go and they put the gravel down the two blocks of Main Street and everyone's behind ropes and they say, go. And everyone runs into the street and tries to find agates. It's, oh, that's fun. It's 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 a lot of fun. I, I hope that any adults that go to it don't push any kids down because I witnessed that when I saw that. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, now that the snow's melted, there's a lot of fun 
uh, rock shows and things going on in Minnesota. Um, yep, and there's another Agate show in Mattawa um, coming up here May 27th. Thanks, Chris, for that. Um, oh, and then, of course, I, I definitely can't forget this one either. Um, as Ashley pointed out, the Minnesota oh, yeah. Mineral Club. We've got <laughs> yeah, our we show. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that one will be a nice closeout to the summer. That one's at the, the end of September. So, um, And we'll have brand new shirts for that, too. I've been designing the shirts again this year. They're going to be better than last year. Um, so okay, we've I got... definitely got to add that one since I'm a new I'm I'm a new member, so yes. I yeah definitely that's something new yeah so new yeah. I'm I'm officially a Minnesota Mineral Club member. Um, I don't live in Minnesota, but all of the awesome field trips that they do and all of just in general the teaching and learning that I can take from the group, I'm really excited. So definitely a group to get involved with. But with all. We're ready for the man here. Yeah. Chase Anderson, let's bring him on. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know Chase Anderson, he goes by the Agate Dude. He is, I think, on just about every major social media network you can think of. Yeah. Uh, TikTok, Facebook. Instagram. Um, Instagram, YouTube. He's also got his own website, theagatedude.com. Um, I'm sure he's going to touch on all of that, but... Um, we'll talk about Lake Superior agates and a whole bunch of other stuff. So let's welcome Chase Anderson. Yes, welcome Chase. Oh, oh, ah! there we go. <laughs> hey guys, how are you? Uh, we are here. I've been patiently waiting in the background with a wonderful bourbon. Uh, I've been laughing at a few things that I wrote down here really quick. Agate Hunter beer. I should have bought stock in the company because I think that I cleaned them out of it last year. And I think Amanda, I'm sure, I saw Amanda commenting, I'm sure she can abide by that one. So thank you guys for letting me be here. Uh, I'm excited. What's up, Jeffrey? How are you, buddy? How is everybody? I haven't seen everybody commenting. I'm just quietly been sitting here in the background. So um, but yeah, I'm here. This is fun. I'm ex I've been excited. Uh, when Ben had mentioned it, I was like, so can I, can I get up, Sean? <laughs> yeah, i, I kind of kept it a secret too because we had already been talking when we were doing this i was like oh you know chase the agate dude we gotta have him on so i just kind of kept it you know i didn't want to let the cat out of the bag let you squirm a little bit maybe yeah. maybe give, maybe, maybe yeah. give you a humble humble you a little bit you know think you weren't that important enough to be on here yes so yeah, we have all sorts of stuff to talk about tonight. Of course, the agate shows that are happening and the beer release that I love so much. Um, like I said, the, that agate hunter is the best. So, yeah. so there was one question since we were just talking about shows to stick on that. Um, I know you've done some, been part of some of the shows in southern Minnesota. Are there any more happening this year? So I've got to talk to Tim Fitzgerald on that one. Timmy is the one that puts on the show that is the southern Minnesota meet and greet. Uh, we've done in past years, we've done a couple shows that, you know, during the year, one in like the late spring, early summer, and then one towards the fall. So I got to reach out to see what Tim is doing for that one. Um, that's always a great one for people that are in Iowa, people that are in Southern Minnesota, or even like Southwestern Wisconsin, that kind of thing. A lot of the agate shows, of course, do happen in Duluth, Moose Lake, Brainerd. So there are a lot in the Northern territories, except for my, one of my favorites, which is the MMC show. I'm hoping to make it, but it's a week after my wedding. <laughs> so sorry honey i love you um, <laughs> um 
But the Southern Minnesota meet and greet is a great one. It's, it's a great one for people. It's more of kind of a swap and a hangout. Uh, it's a great place that I love for beginning people just getting into the hobby. If you don't want to go and you see the big crowds at Moose Lake, like the crazy stampede and all of that, you want something a little bit more keen. You want to connect really with the vendors and dealers. That's a great one as an option. I'll get dates for that. If you follow me, you'll see all the dates on that show. Cause I definitely show up for that one. Harry Mosquito in June. Yes. I will be vending at Harry Mosquito this year. Um, we got crazy stuff going on. To the website shows, the wedding. I'm only doing a few shows this year, but there are tons of shows always happening in Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. There was just one in Eau Claire last weekend. I said we missed that. Um, but yeah, there there is always something happening. It's funny, I get a lot of emails from people asking, you know, I want to get involved more with this. What can I do? And I'm like, come to one of the shows. It, it, it's literally the best thing I can tell you is to come to a show. That's where you're really gonna find your people. <laughs> it's a, we're a different bunch. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to let these guys run the show. I'm just here to kind of have fun and talk and probably too much. and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> No, so. no. Talking a lot is good. It's good on the show. It's a talk show. Yeah. So, um, so let's, let's learn a little bit about your journey. Can you tell us first off, you know, your entry into rock hounding and what, what started you to get you to where you are today? Okay. So this one's a funny one. Uh, how I actually started picking agates. There was a few times where agates came into my life. One, when I was dating a girl, a high school girlfriend, we went to a Duluth trip and she said, we got to stop at the beach to look for agates. And I kind of looked at her. At the time, I, I didn't really cross my brain of what I was looking for. When I was a really little kid, I had a little rock collection, as we all did. But in about my mid-20s, uh, a bunch of buddies and I were at a lake place up in Brainerd, kind of southeastern Brainerd. And there is a gravel pit nearby where we're boys in our 20s in Minnesota. So we go, we ride four-wheelers, we shoot beer cans, we do all sorts of dumb things. And my dear pal buddy, Cody, uh, goes trotting off as it's a hot summer day. I'm watching. I'm watching him for about five, ten minutes. And every 50 feet, I see Cody stand, straight up, just bend down, he pick up a pebble. Look at it. And sometimes he throw it down, and sometimes he put it in his pocket. And I'm watching this, and I'm watching it for a little while, and I finally walk into my buddy, and I go, hey, man, are you okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's hot out. Maybe a few too many beers. I kind of see, I'm just checking on the buddy. He goes, no, man, I'm hunting agates. And right there, I got hooked. He showed me how to find them. I lived in Brainerd at the time, so I started hunting agates everywhere I could get access, every single shore, every single river, every single pit. Anywhere I could get in, I would go. Um, and then I ended up moving and leaving Minnesota for about three, four years. And when I returned, it was the first thing I wanted to do. And so Cody and I both got back into it, and we used to pick like crazy. Uh, and then at one point, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I still don't. Um, but I really enjoyed agates, and I saw that there was a market for them. I saw that people were selling and so Cody and I literally were picking one day in the pits, and I said, I said man, people are selling these things, and I, you know, I think that there's something to it. I said, I want to try it out, and I really enjoy stones, and I'm passionate about it. It's something that I really love, and I'm tired of the nine to five. But I really wasn't happy with the way my life was in Minnesota at the time. And I started posting, you know, photos of stones. Shelly actually has a picture of me. I love this. I used to be a realtor. Short hair, no beard, suit and tie, corporate America, the whole bed, not the guy you see today. <laughs> like this guy was inside of that suit driving himself crazy. 
Um, but Shelly has a picture of me in a sweater with a collar shirt out underneath it. And I'm taking a picture of an agate in the sunlight. And it's one of the first pictures of me first selling. Um, and then somebody nudged me to tell me to start doing live shows. And at the time, I was watching these pearl shucking videos. If anybody's seen those, you pay 20 bucks and somebody will open up and show you a fake pearl. And I watched it. <laughs> And I'm watching the numbers, and I'm like, wow, they're selling a lot. So I tried out agates, and I did a live show uh, about a week before Christmas of 2017. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy to say that number. Uh, yeah, in a friend's yeah. basement at the time. I was, I was literally renting a friend's basement at the time, and I did my first live show, and it worked. And I continued to do it. Ben and I became buddies. I made a whole slew of friends. We're going to do a whole, there's a whole community of us now. We do a bunch of charity stuff throughout the year and especially around the holidays. Um, so it's been an absolute blessing uh, to be able to do what I do. And I, I can't be more thankful than ever than being able to get to be a rock nerd so, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and pay, pay a few bills with it. So it's fun. Yeah. So, so I think you skipped over something there. You said you left the state for a few years. You didn't say where you went. So <laughs> I think some people uh, might find that interesting in, in my, in my mid to later twenties. Uh, again, I was kind of lost. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. And a buddy of mine, a good dear friend of mine, Kyle had moved to Maui, Hawaii on a whim and lived with a buddy that we knew from high school. And while I'm kind of struggling in Minnesota, of course, we all know what the winter's like here. It's like a Stephen King novel and pretty much what the winter's like. There's just not much around. And he said, man, you got to come out here. You got to come out here. And I said, no, man, I got a business. I got a house. I got all the stuff. I got to be here. And he came home for the summer and he finally convinced me after about two months to move. And so I sold all my stuff at 26, 27 years old. Uh, I'd never been to Hawaii before. I remember walking out of the Kahului airport uh, with a 36-inch duffel bag and a laptop case. And I used to <laughs> this. And I'm looking, it's dark out. And I'm like, I don't know where I am. Like, I, I, I've never been here. I don't know where this house is. I have an address, but I don't know where any taxi company is. I don't know anything. Hopefully my friends pick me up. Um, and so I ended up moving there, and I was there for almost four years. And, and I love it. I, I, Maui has my heart and always will. Uh, I asked my much, much better half to marry me uh, on the top of Haleakala when we went back a few years ago. Um, so it's a... It's a very near and dear place to me, but Minnesota has always been home. Uh, and it was one of those things where as I was getting older, my family's getting older. And, and so I kind of, the islands were a special time and a special place in my life. And I'm glad that I did it, but do I see myself moving back? Probably not. The rocks now hold me down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's surprising. Um, and maybe it was only surprising to me but just thinking about the volcanoes and everything that occurs there, that there would be a lot of rock hounding, and there's not. There's like Nothing. zero zilch, not olivine. That's yes. it, olivine. Yeah. And, and you want to know what people are like? Oh, you like rocks? Well, go look for olivine. I go up to the north end of the island. They are they're they're this big. They're <laughs> so tiny. You're like, cool. It looks great in the Matrix, but what am I going to do with this? But yeah, there's nothing. Apparently, there is a there is a rumor that apparently that small rare agates exist on Oahu. I was never able to confirm. I I do say though, as a geologist, I do love olivine. You know, looking at 
If you're, if you're a geologist and you love the Bowens Reaction series and you love your mafic rocks, you love olivine. So I'm just going to throw that out there for Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, olivine is great. But I mean, like, that's it. But that's it. <laughs> that's it. But what I did get to experience while I was out there, guys, is I ended up diving. Uh, I never surfed a day in my life. I still have it to this day. Um, coral is really, really sharp. <laughs> so I never, I was smart and stayed away from the coral. Um, but I dove and I loved diving, diving. Uh, my buddy had a great t-shirt that said diving sucks. And then at the bottom it said you into a whole new world. And it really was truly, truly phenomenal to yeah. have that experience. I ended up working at the shirts in a black rock right on Connapoly beach, right in the heart of everything. And I worked about 150 feet from the water every day. I was That's truly, awesome. truly, truly lucky, but I worked my butt off work six days a week and <laughs> I was reading all these comments. Oh man, you're probably a better floater. Well, you know, hey, bud, you like a piece of unicite? <laughs> so we we did have one question about you know how Lake Superior gets different from some that they find um, on Long Island. So I I know you've collected and sold agates from literally around the world. I guess mm -hmm. is, is there. Oh, like how how do you learn to tell the difference between you know like a Lake Superior agate, a Fairburn, a Malawi agate, a yeah, a island agate? So I've really been lucky. Um, when I got into this, I've I've mentors in life. There's always people you can learn from. That's the one thing you can tell anybody about uh, about the hobby and about rocket and everything. Is reach out to those people that have been doing it longer than you. They're going to teach you so much. Uh, I love it on the shows and people are like, oh, I learned so much from you. I, <laughs> I, I, Bob Wright said it best. I'm just playing parrot. All I'm doing is repeating what has been taught to me. And so it's, it's one of those things where a lot of research, a lot of time looking at photos, comparing examples that I purchased. Let's just say, you know how I learned how to identify agates? I bought a whole lot of one type. <laughs> and then I just studied it and really started realizing what the difference in the husks were, how the formation happened, that kind of thing. Now, I will still say, sometimes a Fairburn looks like a Laker. Sometimes a Laker I've looks like that. a Fairburn. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes even some Brazilians, surprisingly enough, can even kind of resemble a Laker. But there's telltale husks and stuff like that. When, I mean, Brazilian is always an easy one to spot. Smooth husk. Water wash smooth. So there's so many different little features that you just pick up. Um, my brain is oddly like a sponge. Uh, I'm full of useless information. I've always been great at that. And so it's just kind of gravitated for me. But the Lakers is where I really specialize in. I mean, a lot of times when you guys see me get new agates, when I'm getting the Purple Passions or I'm getting – like a Montezuma agate from Mexico, or I'm getting Patagonia agates from Argentina, I'm getting these different types from around. I have to study it because I have to know at least what I'm talking about that is the correct classification. It's the correct agate. Um, so I learn as I go, just like everybody else does. I mean, five, six years ago, I started getting the sales side of it and selling my own wares and stuff like that. And I learn every day. Uh, there, there's never a day that I don't learn something when I'm digging through stones. Whether it's different features or different stuff that helps me identify them and, and differ them from others. Um, Fairbirds are always usually pretty easy for me just because of their formation. I mean, that's that's really what helps me break it down. I kind of reduce it to the ridiculous and go, okay, how did it form? Was it more of a seam agate? Was it more of, you know, something in a, in a vesicle in a gas pocket? And that kind of helps me narrow it down on location and locale and go from there.
Okay, are the eggs you're collecting missile different than the ones I found in the North Shore of Long Island, New York? Yes. Um, I would say that I don't know what egg it's come off of Long Island, New York. Benjamin, this is see this this guy right right here. This is resident geologist Ben. <laughs> um, ben is a huge huge wealth of knowledge to me. Like I always say, guys, uh, I'm not the geologist. <laughs> I just really love stones and, and I love the beauty of them, the uniqueness. Every single stone on the table behind me is unique. There's not a single one that is a life, and I think that's really what the draw is for me and for a lot of my followers. So, as for Agates you're finding there versus what we're finding here, completely two different formation areas, but that's why I refer to this guy, wherever he is, somewhere up there. He's yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, right, I'm right here. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, uh, so Ben, right, right can there. you can yeah. you answer that? Yeah. Do you know the difference, Ben? Do you know the difference between those two agates? Or I, I don't. I mean, with with Lake Superior agates, the one thing um, they're kind of similar to some of the Australian agates in that the rocks that they formed in are some of the oldest rocks that are out there. Um, the the Lake Superior area you're talking about, it's a failed rift system that the vol volcanism was about a billion years ago. So you're talking about a billion years ago. And the one thing about that with the, um, the climate and the environment was that there wasn't much oxygen. So you had a lot of iron. And that's why Lake Superiors get their red colors. Um, which is why they're they're so sought after for that is because of that unique red color and you know you, you can find red what what they'll call carnelian agates um, there's there's a lot in uh, Oregon um, I'm but a lot of those don't have as much banding no or visible I should say visible visible banding yeah yeah and there's I mean I can I can show you if you want to see a crazy carnelian agate from Oregon I can show you a crazy one um, with some banding. Um, but you know, and even New Jersey, I'm, I'm hoping to find some out in New Jersey. Um, but none of them will have, especially like the white banding. Um, they don't usually have that, like a lot of the like superior agates do. Um, and then do the we other... know the cause of that, of why there's a difference between, you know, seeing the white banding and the like superior worms versus some of the other ones? It's, it's just the, whatever minerals were dissolved in the, in the, 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 the fluid, the very hot silica rich fluid. And as it's precipitating out, it just depends on the different impurities. So if there's a lot of iron, you can get the red colors. Um, you could even get, if there's some like copper, you could maybe get some of the greens. Um, you, you know, it's, it's all just kind of depends on what's dissolved in there. Um, and there's even, you know, theories like with magma where you have differential crystallization or things will fall out. So your chemistry of the water changes. So as more iron gets, you know, used up, then there's less iron. So then your bands that would come after that wouldn't be as red. Ah, um, I but see. of course, okay. if you have, you know, you'll see flow channels in agates. So if you've got a reinflux of fluid with more iron, then it would change back. So you could have that where it goes, you know, differing, you know, red, white, red, white. Um, I see that. From, okay. from different that. So gotcha. That's yeah. interesting. That's why he's here. <laughs> that, and again that hits on the point of the education thing is that that's what i'm really really lucky that i have resources i feel like mr rogers when he has guests 
And I'm like, here's the guy that knows way more about this subject than I. I love that. I love that analogy. I love that. It is. And that's and that's kind of how we treat the show. We have a whole cast of characters. And that's really, I think, why people love the live show so much is that with Ben and everybody that kind of comes through, and I just love the explanations. I learned so much. And I retain some of it, and it takes a few times. Ben, I'm still trying to all uh, mention how to name the agates that I have that are white. Uh, I always screw up the name, and Ben always corrects me. They're altering back to clay. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna butcher it. Oh, the the kaolinite. Kaolinite. See, see, I'm like kaolinite. He's like, no, no, kaolinite, Chase. I'm like kaolinite. <laughs> so luckily, I have dear friends that come and help me. But yeah, what's crazy is Ben hit a really great point when it comes down to Lake Spear agates. We're talking about some of the oldest agates in the Western Hemisphere. Australia has crazy old agates, and it's it's amazing to me why I'm drawn to Lakers so much. And I think it's because we kind of have everything when it comes to agate. You get your water levels, your gravitational banders, you get fortification, you get eyes, you get pseudomorphs, you get, you get every single thing you can imagine and every color under the rainbow. A lot of your carnelians. I, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say when, when, when Ben did this, I had a question too. So go well, on. There, there is, there is one type that we don't make it. Yes. You no, can never that you will never be able to find. I was going to say, okay. And it is a limb cast. Because if you think about it, trees did not exist. So the West when the West, West Agates form. Yeah, when you, go, when, you go, when you go east of the Mississippi, correct? Well, even west, like in Montana, you'll get Montanas where they're limb cast. Yeah. So right, but, the but, agates but, will fill in a hole. And so if you had east, a tree. east of Mississippi, you shouldn't have any of those, correct? Uh, depends on the ages of them. Um, I mean, I... I'm trying to remember when the Appalachian Mountains formed um, and some of those, uh, some of the, what, what you call actual agates. And, and we can get into a huge discussion about this because there's, there's, there's been articles <laughs> and arguments and all sorts of things of if it forms in limestone, is it an agate or is it a banded chert? If it forms in an igneous rock, is it an agate? Or, you know, is it cryptosilica or, you know, so you can get into the semantics of it all. Um, I'm going to say things like, <laughs> so, like your so, bear. So like okay. bear canyons, uh, Fairburns, teepee canyons, um, the dry head agates in Montana. Those are limestone or cold water forming agates. And so okay. um, I personally think they're all they're all agates because you you're dissolving silica and precipitating out. So that doesn't really matter. Um, you know, which, which way it comes out. Um, some people say, no, it's banded chert, but, um, you know, so it's, but in a limestone, you're not going to get the, the limb cast either, but, Correct. um, you know, for Montana agates, um, if there was a limb, uh, branch, whatever, and it got buried in lava and the hole is there and then it fills in with agate, that's how you get your, your limb cast. And obviously without there being trees, a billion years ago when the Lake Superior gets reforming, you cannot get a limb cast Lake right, Superior. Correct. correct. That makes sense. But still doesn't answer the whole Carnelian thing when you have them like in Oregon versus, you know, New Jersey and it's on like two separate sides when you like so much i don't know this is like a very deep topic <laughs> yeah no no i mean the the carnelians i mean the the way that you get the red color is from the iron so right right, right. but i meant the not... banding i was just was just talking about the banding yeah See, folks that... this is where i love benjamin he is just the wealth of knowledge 
<laughs> I like them because they're really shiny and really pretty. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They are. They are. They are. Well, and, and well, Limcast. And... I mean, we can. I could pull up example after example. Whoa, maybe not. I had yeah, a giant. Show, oh can you, no! Can it's you a... show us? Can you show us uh, an example of of an agate that's Limcast and not? Dude, it's in a case somewhere, and I don't know which one. Yeah, I'm just looking around at all my all these boxes. They're all rocks. <laughs> oh, okay, this, this, one, this one's funny. This one's funny. I think I got about six of them right like, now. You two are like agate hunters. I am not, and you two are like like I don't know where mine are. <laughs> oh, well, I know where so mine I mean, Ben's been here. A lot of people have been in, into my private home. I don't. I don't have a ton of people, but um, there's kind of something tucked in every single corner. Uh, it's pretty funny when somebody goes, "Oh man, what's up these?" I'm like, "Oh crap." How about those four years ago at the Moose Lake show? I forgot. Isn't that funny how you remember, like, where you found every rock? I, Amber, I couldn't <laughs> tell you what I did yesterday, what I ate, or what I wore. But I can, tell, I can tell, you tell you where I where found, I found, found that rock. Agate, what I had that day, how I was feeling, the song <laughs> that was stuck in my head while I was picking, and the pair of underwears that I had on that day. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's so funny to me because, and she was, she's like, don't you remember? I'm like, no. And she, she can laugh because I can tell you. Like nine of the stones looking at me right now. I'm like, either if I found them, where I found them, how I found them, when I found them, or if it's from a buddy, I know the story behind my buddy finding that. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. But ask me um, to remember any important information about my day to day life. God. <laughs> so, so to get back to the banding question. Yes, yes. Um, yes. I think it touches on something that I've talked with someone. I talked to someone who collects a lot of Montana agates and he, he cut a lot of them. Um, talking about Eddie? No, somebody oh, else. Um, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to mention him okay. because of some other reasons sure, that sure. came up after I learned all these things. But sure. um, anyway, so he, he cuts a lot of Montana agates. And if you've spent time on some of the Montana agate Facebook groups, you will have seen that there are some Montana agates that have iris. Um, if you don't know what iris is, it's when the, when you cut an agate fairly thin, the bands will show up as like a rainbow. It'll refract the light. And then you, it's the, you know, iridescence rainbow color when you, when you show it up to the light. And I talked to him about it and he said, you know, almost every single Montana agate that I cut will have that if you don't have the visible bands. And I think some of that is like for Montana agates. A lot of them don't have the visible banding. They'll have the dendrites and and whatnot. But you'll you'll even find some of them that get the sun bleaching. Um, you'll see that in some of the Lakers too, where the banding will show up when it's got some kind of coating on it. And I think what it is for a lot of these agates is they do actually have bands. But what you're seeing is like a clear band and a clear band and a clear band, and they all just look the same. And you can't actually see it unless right. you put it, you know, cut it, put it under a microscope or whatever. Right. Um, cause that's how agates form is they don't form like a, an actual crystal. They form sort of in a horizontal chain, um, if you will. So, um, I think, you know, some of them, I think it's really just the differences that happens with the fluids when it's, when, when, when they were being formed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you get, so it's not so much location, it's just more of the environment that was happening at that time. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I think like with the lake, I agree. Agates, you, you know, when, when you think about the environment that Lake Superior agates are forming and you've got the Lake Superior is forming because the crust was literally splitting apart. It's what's actually happening right now in Africa um, where you've got the African Great Lakes. And so yes, if you're splitting the crust apart, 
you've got a lot of earthquakes, different seismic activity, things aren't being stable. So if you think about it, you know, it's very easy then for water to kind of find its way in. Something happens, maybe some other water finds its way in because things are constantly changing and moving. It's also why you get some really cool formations in Lake Superior. It's like uh, fragmented membranes, ruins, uh, brecciated agates, all of those where it's the seismic activity, the hydrothermal fluids. It's a, you know, crazy chaotic environment. Whereas, right. you know, like like some of the, like the limestone agates where you're looking at, you know, like Fairburns, you don't see you know, crazy stuff like that in a Fairburn agate. Right. I just want to read It's actually quite, it's actually quite uniform when you're looking at the Fairborn agates, to be honest. It's more like, you know, defined. Here's your Lemcast. This is a piece of blue forest. Oh, wow. That is so cool. Holy. Holy. So this is a big piece. That's like actually in the whole thing. Oh my God. A little bit of matrix and was craziest. Resident geologist Ben, does this UV react or what? Yeah, yeah, that's true. This did stuff is amazing. Your, I love it. Did you if you charged your flashlight? Hey Bob, you know what? You know what the problem is? I'd love to charge it, but I lost my charger somewhere in the house. Where 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 is where where did you get that? Uh well I picked that piece up in Tucson. Um I, I go through a dealer down there that I know and got some great pieces this year. I had a ton of it. I had one. There's one that I really messed up on. I was there one day and they had a piece. There was like literally a branch, three, four feet, and it was broken up into pieces. And I should have bought it sight unseen and I didn't. Um, but this stuff comes out of Ben, Wyoming, Utah. Yeah, it's in uh, Wyoming. Um, I'm trying to think. It's I want to um, Eden Valley. Okay. Eden Valley. I almost said Virgin Valley, but that's Nevada uh, Opals. Yeah. Um, no, Eden, Eden Valley, uh, the the Minnesota Mineral Club, if you're interested in collecting it yourself, we are actually doing a trip there, hopefully in September. I'm waiting for our president to get me the details because he's planning a whole crazy trip through western Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota. Um, so, yeah, he's doing the Blue Forest. He's doing Fossil Fish and Kemmer. He's doing... Fairburn agates in South Dakota, garnets and sapphires in Montana, a whole big thing. And we're still waiting on dates for that? It's Well, so what it is is it's going to be from our Montana trip, which is always Labor Day weekend, and then he's doing it the, like, two and a half weeks after that. So he's going from our Glen Dive to there and then all over. So Labor Day or Memorial Day? Labor Day. Labor Day. But I know. I know we're moving the wedding day. Sorry. <laughs> so for just get, any married, bis- just get married on the trip. You could just collecting the All our guests just meet. We'll be somewhere in Wyoming in a you field. Know, listen, we'll you know, listen. I'm a rock hound and a woman, but I'm just gonna say, if I was getting married, it's still gonna be a no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but, the crazy thing now, Ben, have you really quickly with the Blue Forest? Have they have you have you ever collected it, or do you know how to collect it? Do you know what they do? No. So someone uh, actually just commented here and said that if you're digging for the Eden Valley cast, they're not at the surface. So I was I was I, so what I love about going to Tucson. You want to talk about where I really learn about different things around the world, or even in the United States, Tucson Rock and Gem Shell. There are so many people there. There's so much variety. There's so many cool things. All I really do is I just bop around pretty much in this outfit with a backpack on and as many as much money as I can hold on to and try to find 
rare or interesting things from around the world. And then I talk to the dealers, I talk to the miners. What's crazy is, is that I got versed on Blue Forest. And apparently, and I may be corrected on this, but mineralist dentists, they kind of go out in kind of a sand dune area and you like prod the ground. You prod the ground and you'll hear a tonk. And what you're hitting on is you're actually hitting on the matrix that's around the limb cast. And apparently they break it off or something. Again, I'm just a dude, not a geologist. That's a fence here for. Um, but it, it's, it's the craziest thing. So I want to go look for it. I'm supposed to go out to Wyoming this year. I, I'm going to just have to get in the truck one day and go. Sorry, people. There's probably not going to be some live shows for a week or two. But, um, but yeah, I, that's apparently you just literally prod like the sand. You just prod sand dunes and you hear a thunk and then you got to dig down and pull it up. Dang, so I don't know. But cool. if somebody's collected it, I'd love to know more. That's that's Mary Lee wants Dennis to know how to saying. join that trip. Yeah, Mary, Mary Lee, if you want to join any of the trips, you can do what Amber did. Um, yes. Just go to just Minnesota, the Minnesota Mineral Club.org. Yep. And you just sign up to be a member. Um, the field trips that I was just talking about, since I haven't gotten the information for it yet, they're not on our website, but we've got other, uh, trips up there right now. If you want to take a look at those, but you do have to be a member, um, to, to go on any of the trips, but you to be a member, but you don't have to live in Minnesota. I live in Ohio. It's yes. open to anyone who honestly, you just pay the fee and then you get, you know, invited to join these field trips which benjamin which what is that amazing astronomical like insane like twenty five dollars how much something. is it twenty four ninety nine or something yeah it's it's i want to say it's twenty four dollars for a single and thirty six dollars for a family membership <laughs> but wait and, that, that's and, I, more. and i did i did the family membership because you know i might want to bring my kids sometime maybe i don't you know i yep. just did the 36 just in case well I mean, and ben are you guys still zooming your meetings too Yes. So when, you do, when you're in meeting season, I suppose? Yeah. So so when, when you have uh, the meetings, we also Zoom them. So like our last one in April, we actually had Chris Clemens talk about fluorescent minerals. And it was over Zoom. So anyone could watch it over Zoom. Uh, you also get access to all of our things on our website. We have a whole bunch of educational videos, uh, geology things. And then we also have a newsletter that comes out almost every month. Uh, the summer, we kind of cut it down since everyone's busy rock county in the summer so um so it looks like sandy sandy's going on that trip she's excited all i gotta say is jeremy nelson oh but don't worry i know i need a lot more lighting and a lot more makeup this is a face built for radio <laughs> folks okay that's why i'm getting real close just to remind you this is the guy <laughs> so all right so so we we talked a lot about you know different trips and finding things so i guess the the one thing that i've heard and i'm sure you've heard a lot too is what are some of the tips and where to find like yes the agus? yes so i have never hunted for agates before okay and i am planning a trip up to minnesota um wisconsin and the up and what dates are you shooting for that one um i'm thinking august Okay. Well, Duluth oh, no, shows no, no. in August. This is, this is hypothetical. This is hypothetical. Yeah, but if you're planning a trip like that, so I get, I get this question a lot. Um, yes. As as the page grew, as the agitude grew, you know the reach. Um, it started kind of getting crazy to the point where I'm like, there are people asking me almost every day, going, "Hi, I'm going to Grand Marais, Minnesota. Or I'm going to Two Harbors, or I'm staying at Canal Park in Duluth, and I want to find a pounder." Guys, if you ever got a response to me, just know that I'm kind of witty. <laughs> and I usually go, hey, bud, 
Me too. <laughs> if you find one, tell me, me where. <laughs> so really when it comes down to where to find Lake Superior Agates in our ranges. So that's your Minnesota, Wisconsin, your Iowa, you even all the way down to wonderful Mississippi where my dear friend Stacy yes. is. Hi, Stacy. Mississippi um, River. They come all the way down. Yeah. They come all the way down. They are found all the way down the Mississippi River. They, they can literally, but that's another long story. But mainly Iowa, Minnesota, most or most of central and western Wisconsin, and then part of Michigan, uh, mainly in the UP. So it really depends on the factors. Are you going to the North Shore? Or are you going to the UP? Are you hitting a farm field in Minnesota? Are you hitting a farm field in Iowa? Are you hitting a creek, a river, a pit? That kind of stuff. Number one, always ask permission. If you are going to go into any lands, please ask permission or know what your public access rights are to wherever you are going. And also know your collecting rights. It's my biggest thing I'm going to tell you guys right off the bat. Know what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do, where you're allowed to collect and where you're not allowed to collect. Um, Onyx is a great mapping system that will yes. show you all sorts of private land. I recommend yes. it. A yes. lot of us use it. I swear we should just call them up and be like, hey, bud, can we get like a family plan for about 3,000 of us? Because we approach you guys all the time. Uh, but that will tell you private land on their information. It'll also tell you what type of land you're looking at if it's government land because. I could go all into repairing rights and waterways and high water marks. I was in real estate for years. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. What I can tell you, if you want to find Lake Superior Agates and you're in the beautiful state of Minnesota and you are in the eastern two-thirds of that state, for the most part, walk down a gravel road. <laughs> walk down really? a gravel road. Start there. Because what that is, is that's going to be crushed sand and gravel that has come out of our local gravel pits. We have agates over a good chunk of this state. Uh, there's, You'll see some distribution maps that are in some of the agate books. One of the ones I recommend is Agates of Lake Superior, Stunning Varieties and How They Form by Bob and Dan Lynch. That is phenomenal. It's on Amazon. It's 20, 25 bucks. I'll try to put a link up for you for you guys, or you can reach out to me. That'll teach you all the knowledge. Start on gravel roads. It's a great way, especially with kids, especially if you live on the country. I tell people all the time, if you have landscape rocks around your house, I said, yeah. I said, is it river rock? I said, yeah. I said, you better walk outside because you probably got 15 or 20 agates sitting in your river rock around your home, depending on how much rock you have. Um, it is distributed everywhere in these areas. Now, finding high grade and really beautiful ones is a little tougher, um, but you can find stuff all over. And so I tell people, you can literally be at Target in Cottage Grove and there's, there's river rock. Go look in it. I've already probably looked, but you can try to look too. <laughs> um, but really with it, when I tell people, when I get that question of, I want to find agates of going to the North Shore. First, I tell them, don't. Uh, if you go to the North Shore with the intention that you're going to find a lot of agates, I'm going to tell you, you're probably going to get disappointed. Mainly because there's a lot of people, low amount of turnover, and agates that are in water get pummeled and turned into about dead big. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to find bigger agates? I'll give you the same advice that Schmoops, aka Bob Wright, my Bob Wright. Uh, I was waiting my for pal, you to say my buddy. Oh, like that's Schmoopy. No, Don't no. Be no. Bob Bob Wright is I, I like my my mentor. He's like my I mentor. I saw him today. We held hands and looked for mushrooms, but we didn't find any. <laughs> um, so Schmoops and I, he, he's taught me a lot. But uh, when I first got back from Maui, I sent a message to Bob on Facebook. And this is when Bob and I first became Facebook friends in the agate world and all the pages and the groups and all that stuff. I said, Bob, my name's Chase. I'm, you know, I'm a, kind of a novice rock hound. I want to find a big agate. What advice can you give me? 
And in fine, true Bob Wright fashion. Yes, the Bob Wright fashion. <laughs> and he said, Bob, how do you find big rocks? He goes, look in big rocks. And that was it. <laughs> and just said, Bob Wright. And I'm like, can we be friends? And we've been good buddies ever since. Uh, but that's what I can tell you. Get off the beaten path. Get away from people. Do your own research. Get out in those areas. Yes, farm fields. get out there. Farm out fields. There farm fields. Look, farm look, fields. Look. Farm fields. Hi, Benjamin. Uh, can we talk about how I pretty much just spent? You got farms to pick? Go pick those farms. Ben, how is your picking going? Yeah, and you I, know what? The, I, I the, just, the farmers. I was just gonna say the the farmers want those rocks gone. You're giving, so, you're yes. door of a farm they're not yeah. gonna be mad. They're gonna someone be like, go out there, and get those the rocks. Someone yeah. tell you hit the road, but someone goes, okay, wait, you want to do what? And you go, well, I want, sir, I want to pick, I want to pick the rocks out of your field. Uh, well, what are you gonna charge me, sir? I'm not gonna charge you nothing. What? Boy, is that, <laughs> something wrong with you? Yeah, you kind of a dumb son of a. You so go, okay, so bud. You have all the fun you want. Go. <laughs> He's going, Clarence, there's this goofy long hair kid in rock shirts. He's on the middle of the field. He's taking rocks for free. So I, I will say, I will say, I, I've knocked on a few people's doors for finding agates in farm fields. I've had people not answer their doors, and the people that have answered have let me do it. Yes, um, I've I've totally. also done you know friends of a friends you know hey you live up in this area can you just put on Facebook anyone knows someone that's got a farm field, um, and yeah it's the same thing they'll go you know I the one farm field I went to they actually said we had someone that used to come out and look for agates but he hasn't been around in years so go and ahead. I thought maybe it's picked over and I went there and I've had I mean I've been going there for three years now. And I mean, farm fields are great. I still haven't found a pounder. I've I know other people that have found pounders in farm fields, but it's I mean, I found a twelve ounce water wash last year. I found an eight ounce crazy bander with peel on last Thursday. And it's you know, it's sometimes you find nothing, but I will say if you are going out to pick farm fields, pick up any trash that you see. It will help out the farmers. It makes you have a good relationship with them. It's just better for yeah, yeah. everyone. You should do that so, anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah Here's kind of what my rule found... of thumb is with farm kids. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what my rundown is. You want to know the secret to getting into a farmer? Is you go up, you have a couple of cases of cheap beer in the trunk or a couple of nice steaks. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, this is the If you want to be a door-to-door salesman, this is exactly what you do if you want to get permission from fields. You go up, sir, I'd like to pick your field. And then again, they look at you like, something wrong, buddy. Something wrong with you. <laughs> and you go, you want to tell you what? Are you and the missus here? Oh, yeah, yeah, the missus and I are going to have dinner. So, well, I'll tell you what, sir, I got a couple of ribeyes here. If I toss them to you, is it okay if I come and pick your field until you plant? Then I get out of here. Maybe come back after you plant if you're cool with that. I ask him every single question I possibly can. I tell them the description of my vehicle. And the other big thing is you really want to win with farmers. If you find a stone the size of my melon, you got kind of a big head. You find a rock this big in their field and you can it's closer to the edge and you can walk it to the edge, take it to the edge. They'll love you for it. Because when they disc fields in Minnesota and they, they go through and they pull rock out, they're looking for boulder. They want rock out of there this big. Because that's what will mess up their discs. That mess up their equipment. It costs them money and it costs them time. Same time, money, and clean up their fields. They will love you. And again, they'll still look at you and go, you're going to take these things for free. You're a little weird. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, okay. And again, they're calling Clarence. They're calling Bill. They're calling every guy around. And then you go back up to the farmhouse. 
as they had that nice ribeye and you're picking in the evening watching the sunset, you go up and go, hey, do you know any other farmers in the area I can talk to? <laughs> you'll get four or five numbers. Guys, eventually you'll have enough farmland to go and pick. If it's rocky, uh, that's all you'll need. You could go and pick egg. It's all you want throughout the season that we get it. Don't worry, during the winter time, I got you covered. Sunday nights at 6 p.m., you know where to find me. <laughs> so so I guess I guess the, the one thing um, that I was going to talk to you about, speaking of people thinking you're crazy, so <laughs> I've been watching your show for a while. Um, if you don't watch Chase's shows Sunday nights on Facebook. Um, at 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. Central. You, you've... You've done a lot where you take breaks in between selling agates to talk about various topics and Mm -hmm. mental health has come up a lot. And I'm just wondering, you know, is that something that you've seen just a lot of people in the community it be something that really, you know, sort of touches a lot of people? Or is it something that it's more personal to you that you feel, you know, really needs to be shared? So to make this more dramatic, I will pour fresh bourbon for this topic. Damn, um, I need another one too. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about a lot of mental health on the show. And and I kind of touched on it earlier, how I kind of felt lost in life. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do. When I was in Maui, I got into the director of sales position and I had teams that worked for me. I thought that this was what I was meant to do. Because where I grew up and how I grew up, I thought that this is the person I was supposed to be. Not who I wanted to be, but who I was supposed to be. Uh, but sadly, during that time, I ended up getting injured, screwing my shoulder, hurting through this in my neck, completely through my world upside down. It was part of the reason that I ended up having to move home along with a few others. Um, but what I found is, is that I was kind of lost for the first few years being back home in Minneapolis. I was getting back into agate and hunting. I was kind of flirting with the idea of the agate dude in like 2016. I, I actually... Actually, physically made the page the agate dude on February like twentieth of two thousand seventeen, but I didn't publish it until August because it was a dirty little secret. Really quickly for all my followers, purple passion. Uh, <laughs> um, but what I found is is that when I got in the agate community and I started connecting with people, I came up with with a phrase that I love to use when it comes to our community is that rock hounds and people in the agate community i feel like we're a bunch of broken misfit toys yeah i do and that we've kind of found our place we're the kind of weird kid on the playground we we're probably digging up worms we were maybe putting rocks in our pocket we were doing those things and, and i feel that now with the agate community i found my place i found where i belong and, and I love to talk about that because we have a lot of people, and Ben watches the show regularly. We have so many people that come in that are completely new, that just discover this on a whim. It just pops up on some page, some group, whatever, or or just gets put through their feed. And they come in, and and I've gotten messages from people saying, you know, I just feel so welcome here. I feel like I found my place, blah, 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 blah. Because life sucks. Life's tough sometimes. Yeah. Um, Rocks are cool, and we all deal with crap in our life. And that's really all I can tell people is that I get a lot of people to message me after watching my show and they're like, Oh, you're so positive. You're this, you're that. And I just laugh. I don't like, guys, you see me for four hours right here once a week. Okay. It's show. 
I'm here to put smiles on faces. I'm here to entertain people, but I still struggle with the same things that anybody else does. I still go through anxiety and depression. I've dealt with it for years, uh, along with a whole slew other personal issues, but you know, that's just how that is. But I'm not going to let it stop me. And that's what I've realized in life is that for a while it did, and I hated it, and I changed that. And I found that with the live show, I have a reach, and I'm able to reach people that feel like I do or have felt like I did. And I just want to let people know that you want to know that life's not that bad. We're okay. And if you need help, there's plenty of resources. Um, yeah. I have a lot of people that have found recovery from addiction and things like that through agates and, and i love it and we are all supportive of it. there's anybody that wants to get help with anything we know plenty of people we have our own little community where we'll step in and say hey man how can we help you um but that comes down to the person and it comes down to their willingness so my thing i think really been to touch on why i discuss mental health is that i've dealt with it for a long time in my life and we don't talk about it enough um, we're not open about it enough and we should be there there's no reason to hide it i don't i don't feel that there ever has been but it was stupid stigma and i'll say that the reason that i actually started this podcast was because of mental health um i noticed on my feed on facebook that november hit and a lot of rock hounds you know were posting you know just how down they were and because they couldn't connect with the thing that made you know, the thing that makes them most happy. And so I thought, you know, let's, maybe I can create something to connect with people. You know, we can't go outside right now. It's, we're buried in snow. It's freezing. Seasonal depression is a real thing. Yeah, it totally is. It totally <laughs> it's a real is. thing. It's a real thing. And I was like, let's find a way that we can connect rock hounds, you know, in this crappy season that we all hate. And thus, you know, Rock Hound Talk, you know, became what it is. And so I, I totally think that there, you know, a lot of, you know, there are Rock Hounds who don't find this hobby, you know, in bad circumstances. But for a large majority of us, including myself, um, you know, we found this hobby on dark times and it brought us out of that. And what an amazing thing. Because it's so, it's all natural. And it's something like, if you really connect to it, it's like we're all, if people can deny it, but like we're all grown, like we're just naturally drawn to nature. I mean, you just can't fight that. I mean, you may not like to be, you, maybe you're not an outdoors person. Okay. But you cannot deny that when you get outdoors that you feel something. Are you kidding me? Bob Wright and I walked through the woods today holding hands and looking in each other's eyes. It wasn't very <laughs> Just two bros having a moment. <laughs> no, and I tell people all the time that, you know, when I when I moved home from Hawaii, I came back to Minnesota. And I'll get a little deep here. I'll go on a little bit of a yeah, rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota up. for me is always, this is home. This is where I'm from. This is where I'm born and raised. I get people that ask me all the time when they're younger and they're 18, 20, they don't want to go to college or they're in college. And they go, man, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, cool, man, neither do I. Nobody really does. But number one, are you from here? They're like, yeah. I'm like, you born a racer? And they said, yeah. I said, get out of here. Go away. Go learn about yourself. Maui, me moving to Hawaii, that moment where I told you I'm standing there, double bag laptop case, 
made my life real. I learned more about myself and how I interact with others and how I interact with the world at that moment. But when I came back to Minnesota, I was lost and I was broken. Getting into the rock hound and getting the agates. And I've gone in deep conversations and been seen on the live shows about this, that agates saved my life. I say the same, I mean, not agates, mm-hmm. but just in general. Rock County, Absolutely. Rock County Rock in County general. saved my life, yes. I mean, you know, I was in such a dark place for those first few years when I moved home because I'm coming back to, okay, well, you're now you're back from Hawaii. What are you doing? Who are you? What are you going to be? Where? What's your direction you're going in your life? What I found is none of that really mattered. What mattered was my happiness and what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. And I think that's really the question people got to ask themselves. And this is why we talk about it on the show about uh, mental health so much is sometimes we need to look in the mirror and just truly ask yourself that question and be completely openly honest with ourselves. And until we are, you're just never going to get the result. Trust me. You want to know the definition of insanity? Come hang out with me for a day. Yeah, okay, I'll do the exact same res- thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Okay. You got to change your cycle. And What's amazing with talking about mental health and, and discussing these topics in the live show, I've had amazing human beings come into my life because of it that have reached out to me and we've built close friendships. And they are, if I got somebody that needs help, somebody that needs a person to talk to, I can be like, hey, man, I got a 10 ouncer here with your name on it that will cover the gas. Can you please just go talk to somebody because they need a little help. They need somebody to talk to, and I feel like you're the person to do it. So that's the craziest, I think, side of it for me with the Aga community is that in a weird way, me selling rocks for sale on the Internet has connected a whole network of people to be able to stand behind each other and support each other and help each other through tough times and, and know what it's like and look at each other and go, yeah, I go through that too. Yeah. And be honest with each other. Yeah. And they've never met each other face to face. How many, I, I want to go to the chat really quickly here. How many of my followers have become friends, have connected, have talked because of the live show? One rock, one dream. There's Wayne. What's up, Wayne? Hi, buddy. <laughs> Get out of your comfort zone at least. So what I love is, is that Amber, a lot of these names you don't know. Yeah. Jeremy, Wayne, Benjamin, Amanda, uh, Stacy, Chris, all of these people are Bob Curley. AKA Gilligan um, is all from my show. And again, there's so many names, guys. I wish we could keep track of the comments. It's a little tougher on this for me, but there's Troy. Again, I'm <laughs> Jeremy, man, miss you, buddy. Miss your musk. Um, but we connect in a crazy way to the point where I have my boys, I have my guys I grew up with, my buddies, my pals. We have a great time. We always have that bond. And it's, it's. I'm not trying to downtrod that or, or throw, it, throw shade on it, but my connections I have with my rock community and, and the people that are in this community is insane. It's insane how close of a bond we've developed in just a short amount of time to five or six years. I mean, these are people that I rely on and I, and I believe in and I trust. And it's not an easy thing to do. With this. Yeah. Rock hounds are a special breed. So you, you, you talked about, you know, some of the supporting and things. I think you may have mentioned it earlier, but this is, I think, the you're going now into year three of toys for tots so how, uh, no how we just started? we just wrapped up year three we just wrapped up year three so uh i'll touch on that really quickly here toys for tots is an amazing thing uh we used to do a ton of cherry stuff throughout the year it's really really tough if you guys don't know the attitude guess what let me get my manager hang on 
Hi. <laughs> Want me to get customer service? Let me get them. Hi. So it's a one-man operation. Um, and I used to use all this stuff, and it was so much, and it pulled every which way. I have to keep a certain amount coming in the door every day to pay for the expenses and pay for the people that help me run this business. But Toys for Tots, I really it's where I think we can do the most good. Um, and I'll tell the story how it started. The role to my rock who was on here, Mr. Paul Kraft, he's role, I'm rock, because he turned spheres and I saw rocks. Um, Paul called me three years ago and said, hey, man, he goes, I want to sell a sphere on your show. And I'm like, all right, cool, buddy, what's up? Like, you know, here's my commission. I used to do a lot of commission stuff. I don't do it so much anymore. He goes, well, I want to make this stone a sphere, and I want to sell it in your live show, and I want to donate the money to Toys for Tots in Mason City. I'm like, okay, what's up? And he goes, well, he goes, Ernie Martinez, once a Marine, always a Marine, a great man. Uh, Ernie runs the Mason City Toys for Tots, but he also runs a roofing company. Did a roofing project for Paul. Was a great guy. Ernie had mentioned to Paul that they were down 10,000 toys. And that broke my heart. They were down 10,000 toys that year because of COVID and all the things we deal with. And, and it just absolutely crushed me. And so I said to Paul, I said, tell you what, man, I'll match your sphere. And I think I said, whatever it sells for up to like a grand. And then and I ended up trying to some people donated. I threw some stones in and we all did a live show. And we raised a few thousand dollars, 4,000, 5,000. I'd have to look back in the books. Oh, no, we're not getting into that thing right now. Um, but we did that the first year, and we donated all those toys to Mason City, Iowa. And it was amazing. We got to go to Fleet Farm, and Paul and I got to pretty much have our own little like, kids toy shopping spree and just filled carts. Year number two, I wanted to double it. So we ended up doubling it, and we did 10000 And that was amazing. I threw in some cash, and everybody through and stones there's donations you guys can get involved with this if you want to be a part of toys for tops with us you can go to my website there's information for all of that you can send me a private message anything rock related we take the donations all the money raised that's the paypal fees the shipping that's everything i cover all of that every single dollar we raise on this show goes right to help the kids at toys for tops there's nothing taken all for them um so that year we did ten thousand dollars just dude's nuts Absolutely insane, the amount of money. And so this year, I said, I want to double it. So what's yeah, the goal this year? Well, so hang on. I got to tell year three. Okay. So year what, three, 10, I said, I wanted to double it. And Paul's like, dude, you're nuts. And I'm like, trust me, buddy, I know. I live with me all the time. <laughs> and so we ended up, everybody came together. We had so many donations that came in. We had cash donations. We had so much stuff that helped out. I had family members. I had friends. We were ended up, I was on Care 11 News to talk about it for Toys for Tots. We ended up raising $20,000. We actually raised like 18 and change or something, but I like even numbers for my people that know me that watch my show. So I rounded it up to 20. But what's crazy is that year, and I'll get into our goal for next year. As I said, you want to know what? We doubled up the first years. I want to double it up again, but I want to go to two states. I want to move from not only doing Mason City, Iowa, but let's get Minnesota in the mix. And I don't want to do Minneapolis. Minneapolis is enough people that donate to Toys for Tots. That's great. So we took all those toys up to Pine City, Minnesota. What's crazy is my buddy Tom Minzer, shout out to Nature's Nectar, my boy, if you need your honeybee stuff in the East Metro, the Twin Cities, 
Hit him, my guy, Tom Minzer, Nature Nectar. He hooked up a Target in Stillwater. We went in. We brought $10,000 into there. They gave us ridiculous rebates, money back, all that stuff. So the $10,000 ended up turning into like $13,400 some odd dollars. We got an additional over $3,000 in toys. We were in the back in the warehouse. We pulled carts and carts and carts. We filled the back of a, like a 20-foot box truck. We did the one in Iowa, the same thing, Fleet Farm down there, hooked us up and gave us tons of rebates. So we're able to take that money, that 20000 and stretch it closer to like twenty-four, twenty-five. This year's goal, $30,000 right, in three it. states. Let's thirty grand in three states. This year, Wisconsin gets added. Don't worry for my people in the UP and in Michigan. You guys are number four. I want to prove the concept. We've done it this far. The goal this year is to do Three states, 30 grand. I need donations, but not now. <laughs> I have a very small home. Include okay? Rock Hound Talk Live will definitely I, donate. I'm in. I love it. And that's what we're going to really push a lot this year to get on the news more. I want to get more exposure for it because it's just such a great thing to know that kids that are struggling that are maybe not going to get a gift. And they see their friends going through and getting that gift and stuff, and, and, and it hurts. And, and I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't totally. want a kid to ever go through that. No. Um, I've got three. Kids I won't go too I far because I'll get emotional, and then it yeah. gets all weird. My mascara runs. My no, I know. Like, uh, yeah. I know. It's yeah. So, Jeremy, don't worry, bro. I'm wearing blush. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's an amazing thing. I truly. I get people to thank me. They're like, oh, thank you. No, 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 don't thank me. I'm just the guy that gets to sit here and have a bourbon and be like, look at this shiny thing. Let's raise money for it. It's the people that donate. It's the people that spend the money. It's the people that help share the show. You don't have to spend anything. You don't have to contribute anything but physically, but just be there. Share it. Like it. Tag your friends. Bring people in. Because I hope eventually that in 10 years from now, I'm literally laughing in front of a semi-truck. <laughs> Where I'm like, we got all of this. And we're making a difference in lives. When we showed up in Pine City, I think it was Pine City, and we showed up with that box truck, we called the lady. And we're like, yeah, we're on the way. We have a box truck. She goes, you have a what? We're like, yeah, we got a box truck of toys. We're on the way. Uh, I don't remember how many toys. It was was it one thousand six hundred eleven toys, something like that. It was just an astronomical number. So you just think that if that can help change a kid's life that is maybe going through some struggles for just a moment, that'll help catapult them into something that they really love and believe in. So I don't know. It's just it's the right thing to do. I get to hang out with rocks all day long and do what I love. So. It's, it's, the, it's literally the least I can do to help out and in, in, in to spread some joy and some love and a hard time during the wintertime. That's great. It is. We are we are coming to the end here. Um, let's go through some of the comments and see if there's any questions that we want to maybe address before we end. I think we've got most of the questions. So really quickly, well, they're looking for the comments. I want to talk about yes. Toys for Tots. Yes. If you want to donate to Toys for Tots for this year, for 2023, please start a box in your own corner at your own home. I love you. I don't want your stuff in my house. I don't have any room for it. 
Start your donation box. We're working on something that you can sign up on theagitude.com to be a part of it, to get reminders of when to send your stuff to me, to be able to sell it, to raise the funds, to be a part of Toys for Tots 2023. So again, start building that box. If you see a cool rock at a rock show, or if you have some of your collection, just start something small in your own home. And then coming September, October, we're going to have all that stuff sent here. And we're just going to start doing live shows. Because for me to raise 30K, it's going to, this is going to take like a week worth of shows. It's going to take some serious work. So I really, I implore and I have asked everybody to really be a part of this. It's so amazing to see the difference that we can make. And what's crazy is that we never actually get to be there on that moment of that day. But just remember in your hearts and in your minds that that morning and that day, somebody's life gets to be changed just a little bit. And that's all I ask. And then like Jerry Springer's quote, uh, what is it? Uh, Take care of yourself and take care of others. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer. R.I.P. Jerry Springer. I feel like I should like throw a chair at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you are not the father. You are not the father. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. That was probably Murray Povich, actually. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. You're going to be on Murray next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's that, Ben? Well, I was going to say the one thing we didn't mention at all. We talked about my shirt, but Chase, we didn't yes. tell your shirt. You got all the agates all over you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Hang on. Hang you got a back. He's got the backpack. Okay. Too. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh. He's got the oh. shoes too. Oh, Agate, oh, Agate oh, shoes. Oh, oh, you got oh. the shoes. You got the shirt. You got the backpack. Okay. Go to theagitude.com, guys. You can check out all my merchandise. I'll do my quick plug here while I'll try to find stuff the comments here. Uh, check out theagitude.com for all the merchandise. It is all shipped right to your doorstep. Usually, if you order something from me, you should receive it in about 10 days. Unless the shoes just take a little bit longer. But also, check out Agate of the Month. A one to four ounce agate valued at anywhere between $30 and $40. For my live show being shipped to your doorstep every single month for only 20 bucks. It is free to sign up. You don't get billed until the first. After taxes, about $21.51. I cover the shipping and we get a beautiful mail. So, check me out Sundays at 6 p.m. Wonderful live shows. I sometimes do some through the middle of the week. But other than that, Toys for Tots. That's all I can ask you guys is Toys for Tots. That is the big thing. You want to get involved in your local Toys for Tots? Please do. If there's something I can do to help out, please let me know. Like Paul Kraft said, we get to play Santa. So so I did I did see this one question come through asking about how paint agates form. Oh, yes. That's that, yes, that's yes. that Jeremy Nelson. He's a smart guy. I like him a lot. I If that's directed at me, I'm... But hold on, before you answer, before you answer, before you answer, before you answer, before you before you answer, it's purple passion. Okay. <laughs> it's iron. It's iron, also, right? There's a lot of iron in those. So, I I'm I'll be I'll be one of the first to say. Uh oh, I don't know if I don't know. Um, if I'm going to be honest, I haven't done any research on it, so I'm not too educated on it but if i was to guess the paint agates are more opaque um the other agates that i've seen that are opaque are more the limestone cold water agates so i would guess maybe they form somewhere similar to that where maybe the temperatures were lower um 
that's just a theory. Oh, I... there's totally a lot of limestone down in Kentucky and in Tennessee for sure. Well, a pain tag, lakes for a pain tag. It's like, so I've had a few old timers tell me it's because they are considered some of the oldest. Whether that's true or not, I wasn't there. I know I look that old, but I'm actually not. Uh, but I wasn't there. But no, I think Ben is correct. I think that there was definitely some heat, some seismic activity. There's some things that happened to turn them. It's like our skipping atoms or more opaque banders. Do, do you have something examples? came into play? Do you have examples oh, you can show? Oh, but do I got examples? Let me tell you. No, I got a really all. cool one too. If you don't, uh, so you want to paint? Is that is that what we're, we're requesting a paint today? Uh, give me a moment. So I've got one right here. This is actually a Keweenaw paint. So this comes from the UP. This is really weird because it's like reversed. So paints a lot of times for the most part will be very orange like this. You can tell you're on a rock home podcast when everyone gets up in the middle of a single rock. <laughs> Hang on, bud. I got a rock to show you. Here is a great slice of paint. Let me turn some lights on here. Give me a sec, guys. So this is a nice, beautiful slice of a paint here. Again, paints are very opaque. Um, this could be considered a paint even. Very orange, typically in color. Let me try to find... I wish I could find the Aztec right now for all my people. You guys know which one I'm looking for. I have one right here. There she is! I just want to see what... I don't know if it's considered a paint agate. It's from Kentucky, which is in, in the realm... It's in the realm of paint. It doesn't have the red, but it has the yellow. So I'll let you determine if you want to call you it You guys want to see. Agate. here. Here's a paint. Here's a killer paint. So here's the husk on. This one's kind of different. Not for typical paints. But again, it is just flat, opaque... Typically, a lot of paints are pink, orange, red, that kind of thing. And it's just heavy, heavy iron. Is this considered paint or no? Well, not in Lake Superior. Oh, hang on. You want to see a paint. Here is the paint of paints. Because I know they, well, I think of, when I think of paint, I think of Tennessee paint agate. So I will show you what is considered a Lake Superior agate paint agate. Okay, um, yeah, this show is me. Sean's Cody. Buddy, I love you. But this is the one I said. He said I got a whiskey drunk and took advantage of him. And you bet your butt I did. Uh, that is this one. This is also nicknamed the Aztec. Okay. Oh, I, I used that in one of our little reels I did. Yeah, yes. this is the Aztec. So again, beautiful, beautiful paint colors. But very simple, or very similar to like the dry head that I have back here in the corner. You know, the dry heads will have kind of that same paint color. I, I didn't grab a paint, but someone was asking about the uh, Carnelian Oregon agate that I had mentioned before. So I grabbed two of them. This first one here is more yellow. Um, this is actually one that I found myself a few years ago in Oregon. So it's got some nice banding. And this one was gifted to me by someone. And it's got an interesting white husk. And it's got some red. Um, there's no oil on this, so I should have tried to oil it, but the she dang it, Ben, if I not taught you anything. Ooh, that's a pretty one. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. So this is this is actually from Oregon. These are the top banded carnelian agates. And they're not Columbia River Basin, right? They're not CBAs? No, this is um um the Nahalen, I wanna say, is the the river. Um But again, you go up to the Keweenaw, you go up to places in Michigan. You're going to have better luck to find paint agates in the Twin Cities or in any agate ranges. You'll find paints, but 
getting a good, beautiful paint without all sorts of fractures and beat up is tough. And I just, I think they're old. I think they're some of the oldest, and I agree with it. Go to the There's all sorts of merch for everything you can imagine. There are puzzles. There are headbands. There are fanny packs. There's shoes. There's socks. There's boxers, shirts, hoodies. There's even swim trunks. There's even rast guards. If you're going on the shores of Lake Superior this year and you want to go picking, you don't want to get sunburned or you don't want to get eaten by them evil black flies, buy an Agatha rash guard. I hope it'll help. (laughs) I'm not guaranteeing it, but I think it will. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been an awesome opportunity. I hope to be a guest at some point in the future again. Guys, for my followers, please follow Rock on Talk Live. These guys are awesome. There's a lot of future episodes coming up. If you don't follow the Aggie Dude, find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, theaggiedude.com, YouTube, and whatever else. YouTube also, yeah. Um, so, so speaking of that too, um, I just want to mention for anyone that was looking um, for our last episode with Ellie, um, we are working on getting the audio up on all the podcasts. Um, so hopefully in the next week or so that'll be up. And then hopefully a, probably close to the same time this episode will be up too. So if you want to have something to listen to while you're pretending to be in a meeting at work, while you're driving to a rock home place, whatever, check us out on Spotify, Apple podcasts, any of those spots too. Um, and then speaking of future episodes, Our next episode is Wednesday, May 17th, and we are going to have the Arkansas Crystal Girls. Oh, I'm watching that one. If you don't follow them on TikTok, they are very, very cool. They've got a lot of really great content. Yes, and these ladies um, just in the last year have just blown up. Um, They were just everyday rock hounds looking for crystals, um, best friends that just enjoy crystal hunting, and they had a few viral videos and they went from there and they've grown and they are in, in sharing the passion of rock hounding, looking for crystals um, with everyone. So it'll be a really great uh, show to watch. Um, lovely ladies and really excited to hear about their journey and um, where they go from there. Yeah. So tune in on Wednesday, May 17th, same time, same place, and hope to see you guys all there. Yes, and have a good night, and peace out, everyone. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hope to see you again soon. Sunday at 6.